so there are quite a few things to discuss on the agenda today. First being the Black Lives Matter movement and whether or not that has been a positive movement. And also in relation to Black Lives Matter, Kenan Anderson, who is the cousin of one of the Black Lives Matter uh, co-founders, who was recently um, tased by police and subsequently uh, died at a hospital after that incident. So let's get into it. Starting with first Black Lives Matter, I had asked um, a question on, I'll get a lot of hate for saying this, the Instagram page about whether or not people think that Black Lives Matter is a positive movement is being the key word in its current state. So I wanted to distinguish between Black Lives Matter, the organization, and Black Lives Matter, the movement, because of the recent controversies controversies surrounding Black Lives Matter, um, the organization. So they had, a couple of the co-founders have been found to have been using donations to purchase um, mansions in California. So I wanted, I didn't want people to think about that when they thought about Black Lives Matter and rather think about the movement as a whole. So starting, let's talk about what Black Lives Matter, the movement is. So Black Lives Matter, according to Wikipedia, is a decentralized political and social movement that seeks to highlight racism, discrimination, and racial inequality experienced by black people. So it states its primary concerns are incidents of police brutality and racially motivated violence against black people. So I <laughs> I first learned about Black Lives Matter after Trayvon Martin was murdered by George Zimmerman. And I remember distinctly, this was many, many years ago, I remember distinctly that Black Lives Matter did such a great job of covering the story I felt at the time, though I was young, I may have been naive. I felt like they did a good job of showing Trayvon Martin as you know, an upstanding gentleman. And I feel like the media at the time tried to portray him as, you know, a black kid in a hoodie and even um, President Barack Obama at the time came out and said, hey, you know, I could have looked like that or I could have been wearing that hoodie. I could have been shot in the same manner that Trayvon Martin was shot. And it kind of opened my eyes to a different perspective on the issue than what I was initially getting. So I think that they started out very good in raising awareness on Trayvon Martin's case and raising awareness on the details surrounding his case and the circumstances surrounding his murder. So I will give them credit for that. Now, I feel as though it has gone from advocating for uh, black and brown people, which I think that everybody should do, everybody should have someone to advocate for them on their behalf. But I feel like it's turned into kind of a an organization or a movement rather uh, to blame white people for things that are no longer in their control so we saw george floyd in 2020 those protests i was even part of one of the protests in 2020 
after uh, the George Floyd incident. And, you know, it's marching on the streets, you know, wanting people to be aware of what was going on, right? And I think that's a noble cause, but it's really become more of complaining than finding active solutions to the problems facing black and brown communities. So if we really want to talk about fixing black and brown communities, it's not just on police officers to get better training. It's not just on, uh, you know, white people just not existing. <laughs> it's, it's not on all white people to fix issues that black communities face. A lot of the issues that we face, part of the black community, you know, are, are inward, are inward, like, as in we need to look inward to solve these issues. Let's talk about the high abortion rates. Let's talk about absent fathers. Let's talk about drug use and violence and gang activity within our communities before we start blaming white people and accusing them of XYZ. There are things in the past that white people have done actively to destroy black communities and I 100% agree on that. That has been racially motivated. I mean, look at the history of the United States. We see slavery, lynching, um, just general racism within um, our institutions such as redlining where there were areas where black individuals could not purchase homes and therefore bringing down their home value. But why are we looking to the same people that supposedly created these problems to solve these problems, right? So my my issue in the way that the Black Lives Matter movement functions is that it's always outward. It's always, why did you, how could you, why did you do this? It's not never, how can we, we should do X, Y, Z, you know? And I feel like if the movement was based on improving black communities, then I would get so much more behind it than I currently am. Like, obviously, black lives matter. I, there's no doubt about that. I can't, I don't think I've ever met a person that would say black lives don't matter. Um, but I, I think that the way that they're going about it in the movement is just very counterproductive. And also, if we're talking about Black Lives Matter, the movement and the organization, right, they are very, on their website, they talk about um, supporting black and brown people on all parts of the gender spectrum. But I think that it's funny how they don't include the black unborn, in which three times more black women get abortions than white women. And that's not something that they're willing to discuss. They look at the maternal mortality rate and they say, well, this is why we need abortion. And it's so frustrating to me to look at this and and, and say, hey, this is an issue within the black community. Let's fix this. Let's work on it. Let's ask ourselves the question, why are so many black women getting abortions? And that is not of concern to the Black Lives Matter movement. Rather, they are advocating for additional abortion in, um, in black and brown communities. And I, I love the statement, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I love that. 
but it, it seems that only certain black lives matter because based on my views and um, based on the certain things that I believe in the way that I vote sometimes, my black life doesn't matter. Two black lives matter. It, it's ironic, but it's kind of true. There are only certain black lives that matter. Two black lives matter. If you are slightly on the right or you politically, if you're slightly centered politically, or if you are an unborn individual that is black, then you don't matter to Black Lives Matter. And that is one of the biggest problems that I have with the movement, that they pick and choose which black life matters. And I think that it's so hypocritical. So hypocritical. Now, moving on, let's talk about the Kenan Anderson murder or situation. I I can't call it a murder yet because I don't know all the details. So for those of you that haven't heard about it, uh, so Kenan Anderson is a cousin of one of the Black Lives Matter co-founders, and he was in some type of traffic incident. I think there was a DUI involved. He crashed his car and then began fleeing the scene, and he was running in the road, and the police were trying to get a hold of him because you know, I'm trying to stop him because he was running into traffic. And as a result, there was an altercation. Police officers pinned him down and tased him, I think, 11 times. And then he later died at a hospital. So here, here are my thoughts surrounding this case. And I, I gave the best description that I, I can based on the information that I know. This information may change in the future. And I would hope that you go and look for more reliable information because I'm learning this. I learned this yesterday as I asked the question. Um, But based on the video that I saw, he, Keenan, was running away from police when they were calm and saying, come here. You are running into traffic. Come here. And then once they have had him pinned down and, you know, he was they were trying to put him in handcuffs to just ask him questions. I'm assuming he was very erratic. He was saying, you guys are trying to George Floyd me. He literally said that. Um, so he was not acting very rationally and it's, it's a sad incident. It's completely tragic. And I'm not trying to downplay that right after that, you know, the officer had said, I'm going to tase you. Stop or I'm going to tase you. Calm down. I'm going to tase you repeatedly. And then after he didn't calm down, he was tased. I think that the officer, police officer in that case, used excessive force in tasing him, what, I think 11 times. And after the first three, four times, I think that was enough. I think that was enough. As someone told me in my DMs yesterday as I was discussing this story, tasers are are not as lethal as guns but they are they can be lethal they're not non-lethal so tasing someone that many times you can't expect them to just wake up and be fine immediately after were there drugs in his system um i don't know i I heard reports that there were but i want to see a toxicology report before i make any statements on 
why he was specifically acting erratically. It may have been due to drugs in his system. It may have been due to the fact that he is the cousin of a Black Lives Matter co-founder who is very adverse to police interactions. So that could have been a contributing factor there. But overall, I think that this situation could have been completely avoided, completely, honestly. Like, it's, it's so frustrating because he could have just stopped. He could have just stopped, talked to the cops, gone down to the police station, whatever. You fight the, the police officers in court. You don't fight them on the streets because you can die. Period. Like, I do not know what he was thinking trying to resist an officer that was talking to him calmly in the first place. And I... I'm waiting to hear more information about this case before I make any final conclusions. But from the information that I have right now, based on that, I do believe that the police officers initially acted correctly. As in, trying to get him off the streets, tasing him one, two, three times. After that, I feel like it was a bit excessive. Now, this situation, though, could have been completely avoided had he just complied. Had he just complied. So those are my thoughts on the Keenan Anderson situation. I think that it's completely tragic, regardless of whether or not his toxicology comes back as positive for any kind of drugs. I don't think that you should die because you take drugs. I think you need help. But, um, you know, if you're putting other people in harm's way, if you are being a menace to society and running into street into the street, then you need to be dealt with accordingly. Um, that does not mean that I think that you should die. I think that it's tragic nonetheless. So those are my thoughts on Black Lives Matter, the movement and Keenan Anderson, I think that, in summary, I think that the Black Lives Matter movement had a lot of potential, but unfortunately, I think that it turned into something very toxic, um, and I believe that the Keenan Anderson situation could have been completely avoided had he just complied and then asked questions after the fact, but we will see when more information comes out about that case. Regardless, I don't say any of this to be mean. I don't say any of this to be hateful. I say all of this to be honest. Thank you for listening. I hope to see you next time.